0: You're listening to Titans Time. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Titans Time Podcast. My name is Tanner Staggs, and with me, as always, my brother, Tyler Staggs. Tyler, we have got some pretty interesting things to talk about, actually, this week. Preseason has kicked off, finished with the first game, Um, also... You went to the Titans open practice earlier this week, and now the Titans, um, I believe it was today they headed down to Tampa, Florida? No, they
1: headed down yesterday, and today I was wrong. they had their first joint practice with them.
0: Okay, so yesterday they headed down to Tampa, mm-hmm. so I, I guess that makes sense that they would go down and practice on, on the, the same, same day. day. Um, so we have that to talk about as well, um, and then obviously the upcoming preseason game with the Buccaneers so I mean basically wrap that all into one
1: and just to throw out there right quick we pretty much know I think it's already been said that the Buccaneers are not planning on playing their starters or at least a lot of them I think their starting offense is not going to be out there in this game
0: but still uh going to be pretty interesting to watch especially with them being the Super Bowl champs from last season um but before we get into all of that, um, there's also the preseason game from last week uh, that
1: I did a review on. It, yeah, I was, you know the audio podcast you, you is not out there, but go over to our YouTube. You can check it out. Get my thoughts only my thoughts. Tanner decided to lay out on me, uh, so you know I had some fun with it. Gave my thoughts. It was I, nice to not get interrupted all the time. So yeah,
0: I uh, I enjoyed the video. Uh, I actually went back. I watched it. Um, I thought it was great. So go check that out. See his thoughts about the Titans and Falcons, the the preseason game. Um, Okay, so go ahead and plug everything.
1: (laughs) Well, guys, if
0: you haven't already, make sure
1: you subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star rating if you're listening to the audio pod. And leave us some comments. Uh, Notice that we have a comment from... One of the other people, or one of the other podcasts that's going to, that's part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and just want to say thanks to the educated fan, I think it's Brandon Moses and Andrew Moore, I think Brandon was the one that left the review saying Best Titans Podcast out there, so appreciate that Brandon, we'll be reviewing yours uh, as well. And if you're watching us on YouTube, go down, subscribe, turn on the post notifications, Leave us a like on the video, share the video, you know, just get us out there to more Titans fans and just more football fans in general, because we like to get other people's opinions on things and go down, leave us some comments, you know, let us know who you thought was most impressive from the preseason game with the Falcons and who you are most excited to see in this preseason game against the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah. And also make sure that you're with us on social media. The ones that we are most active on is Twitter And Facebook on Twitter, it is Titans underscore time on Facebook. It's just Titans Time. And then we're also on Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. Make sure you go and follow us on there as well.
1: And we can't forget the merch. Guys, y'all need to go check it out. We have a lot of nice stuff on there from phone cases to shirts to shorts. I mean, just all kind of things. And if you want to check that out, go to Titans dash time dot my Shopify. And that's S H O P. I-F-Y dot com slash collections.
0: All right, Tyler. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, I want to start with the open practice that you went to. Just Mm -hmm. tell us all about that. And um, I mean, obviously about your experience, but also mainly uh, what we're interested in is to hear about the (laughs) team, how everybody looked, and what stood out to you.
1: Okay. So a couple of things that stood out to me are, you know, Chester Rogers, he's still having a great camp, was doing... Really good things at the open practice. I mean, every time, you know, Tannehill would go to him, and he was bringing the the ball in. The defense is still looking pretty good. Got to see some open field tackling drills, like the one-on-one. And I'm just going to tell you, Mason Kenzie, the dude is shifty. I mean, he, I think it was Caleb Farley that was maybe trying to tackle him. I could be wrong on that there were so many things going on at this open practice. You're looking around the field. I can see why it would be hard for, you know, the Titans reporters to maybe catch everything sometimes because there's just so much going on. But like I said, he's very shifty. Derek Henry looks like a monster. I mean, we were sitting down close to the field and you don't, you don't realize just how big some of these guys are. Until you're down there close to the field, and you're looking at him, you're like, "Holy shit, I'm like that dude could rip me in half if I <laughs> piss him off, but you know we're we're looking around, me and Carrie are sitting there, and I see Henry come out, and he's with some of the other running backs, and I said, "There's Derek Henry, she said, "Where?" I said, "Just look for the big ass dude standing out <laughs> above everyone else um but yeah, just you know got to watch him run the practice." I'll be honest, did miss some of the uh, team drills where they were doing the 11-on-11 because went around, saw some former Titans players, was able to get their autographs. So that was a fun time come back around. Like I said, they were out there. But one of the uh, biggest things to me in that 11-on-11, Josh Reynolds beat Christian Fulton deep and laid out for an amazing catch on a Ryan Tannehill pass I mean Ryan Tannehill put it Christian Fulton had good coverage but Tannehill put it to where only Reynolds could get it and he just laid out brought the ball in and I was like damn I'm glad
0: that we're off of the Josh Reynolds hate for this week so (laughs) I was like
1: that's my quarterback and he's looking good (laughs) (laughs) talking about Josh Reynolds looking good on the route and the catch so A.J. Brown he was out there You know, a little bit. He wasn't doing everything, but, dude, you know, he's my height, and you don't realize just how big that dude is. Seen him, Henry, and Julio standing over there on the sidelines together and even tweeted out a picture of him. And AJ's not as tall as him, but good grief. (laughs) Like... He looks like he would give Henry a run for his money as far as like if they arm size. redid
0: the picture of AJ Brown and Metcalf from before the draft, would it look the same, do you feel like?
1: I'm not gonna say that it looks would look the same because I believe AJ's gotten bigger, but at the same time, DK's been in the league just as long. Right. And so he's probably gotten bigger as well.
0: Right. Okay. So Metcalf still probably as far uh, as far as looking at the picture still probably gonna look a little bit bigger, a little bit more impressive. Uh, a J he may look more cut. AJ to me is having the better football career so far. I feel like. I mean DK's doing great stuff in Seattle, but right. I feel like AJ is 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 just really making a career for himself right now.
1: I'll say I feel like both of them have come out of college and really I'm not gonna say went beyond expectations because AJ, a second round pick, and I believe DK was maybe the, you know, last receiver taken in the second round. Is that right? Is that uh, that right?
0: I'm not, I'm not. 100% I, I can't sure remember that.
1: for sure, but either way, as second round picks, you know, they've come out and they've proved why they probably should have been first round picks. I mean, all honesty. So they, yeah. Anyway, away from the comparisons. with Yeah. The, okay. So
0: what, one thing that I'm, Interested to know about because I haven't heard you mention his name yet. Um, Des Fitzpatrick
1: didn't see much from uh, Des, and, and, and apparently
0: that's the theme so far in training camp. And is that I'll say know, this, not seeing a whole lot from Des.
1: I'll say this i seen one of the videos from the open practice because where we were sitting at, we were down in the end zone near the visitors tunnel, and it's hard to see. Everything from there, because there's so much going on. You have your uh, individual like group drills, like the linemen, the uh, defensive linemen, receivers, running backs, all of that. So, it's it's hard to catch everything, but seen a video. I think Paul Karharski was the one that tweeted it out. Sideline catch for Dez, or what should have been a catch, drops it. So... And that's really all I've seen about him from the open practice. So take take from that what you want. Yeah, I I mean, Marcus Johnson's still looking good too, not to go away from Dez,
0: but. Let's keep the spotlight on Dez for just a moment because.
1: uh, Apparently, uh, we don't need to keep the spotlight on him. Well,
0: I would like to because I would like to sort of. I mean, I, I think it's pretty well known at this point, but I would like to expose the fact that there's a very good chance that by the time this roster gets cut down to 53 players, Des Fitzpatrick is one of those guys that's out the door. Okay? Yeah,
1: I, I can see that because I'm just going to tell you right now from the open practice to even the practice today, I know of five receivers that are probably going to be a lock for this team, bar an injury. Yeah, and I, I think
0: you're exactly right because you're going to – I mean, obviously, you've got A.J. Brown and Julio. You've yep. got Josh Reynolds, yep. which I feel like he is going to make – I mean, he he's going to completely do away with all of the doubt that he's going to be the wide receiver three. I mean, I, I, th- I think that's his. That's his to lose right now. Okay. And and he, I think he's going to solidify this in this Buccaneers game. And then Johnson. Yep. Which is, is pretty obvious there at four. And then Chester Rogers. Yes. is who I feel like you were going to say there at number five. And then – I feel like there's only one more spot there after that. I think there's going to be six, and I think that's going to be Racy McMath. I don't think there's a spot for Des Fitzpatrick. As much as I love Mason Kinsey, um, don't know that there's a spot for him there. I, I think he's going to be a practice squad player again, and I, I think that's going to be a good role for him. Uh, but I feel like if he were to take anyone's spot, it would be uh, – uh, I'm i am blanking here. It would be Chester Rogers. Um, You're because, talking
1: about Man- Mason Kenzie taking someone's spot? Yeah, if spot? he were going to okay. be
0: taking someone's spot, I feel like it would be Chester Rogers. Right. And the way that you talk about Chester Rogers, and the way that uh, just from what I saw as far as him punt returning in the preseason game, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Well, not just that, but you know his punt returning and special teams play, yes, that is, that's big. But he's been doing really good things as the slot receiver for the Titans. I mean, it's a possibility that if the Titans – Right now, if the Titans were to go out there, put three receivers on the field, and have to have that slot receiver, I think Chester Rogers could be out there over Josh Reynolds. I I mean, mean, just just my personal opinion there, because he had, I believe, a touchdown against the Buccaneers today in their joint practice, and even Tannehill mentioned him and Marcus Johnson
0: by name in his post-practice interview. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting because he's not a guy coming into camp that I was thinking w- was going to really make a lot of good impressions. Um, but obviously, he's done really well. He plays really good on special teams. And f- from everything you're saying, I mean, he's even doing well stepping in as a wide receiver. Tannehill seems to think he's doing great. They seem to be on the same page. So, a lot is going right for him. And at the same time, a lot is going wrong for Des Fitzpatrick.
1: Right. And that's another thing I was going to get into. You know, going back to like Mason Kenzie, I think you're probably on the right track with, as far as if he were to take someone's spot, it would be Chester Rogers. But I think Rogers would have to be injured for that to happen, which is where Mason Kenzie comes in from the practice squad. Right. And as far as that six, if the Titans keep six receivers, Who's going to take that sixth spot, as bad as I hate to say it, because I like Mason Kinsey, but it would probably be Racy just because of his size and his ability to be a gunner on special teams.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think at that sixth spot, it's if it, if it falls the that way, the way that we've been talking about, um, I think that there's no question it's Racy McMath because he is the guy that you look at him and you're like, that's an NFL wide receiver. And, I mean, that's just that, honestly, with him. He is that guy that has the potential to where you could possibly turn a guy that's a sixth-round pick into, okay, he's one of our top four receivers. He's a he's a goal-line target. He's a big guy. He can go up and get those in the end zone. I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. I think he is 100% the guy that's going to take that sixth spot. And I feel like we're absolutely, I mean, spot-on, especially if the preseason ended today and the regular season was going to start tomorrow. I think we're spot on with the six guys that would 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 be the six wide receivers.
1: Right. And, I mean, I, th- this is some good depth that we have for the Titans wide receivers, I feel like. You know, as long as our top guys can stay healthy, I really like the depth that we have. And I think even if these guys need a rest, these depth guys, they can come in there and they're going to be able to do – you know, good things and another guy that we haven't even mentioned is nick westbrook akini yeah uh,
0: akin akini Akeen, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think it is a uh name butcher so sorry about that um, you, you can just
0: call him westbrook if that's easier yeah. for you
1: today he had a good comeback route against uh one of the and one-on-ones with one of the buccaneers defensive backs So he's another guy who's having a really good camp, and maybe he makes the push for that sixth spot.
0: I I could see that. Um, I I think if there's anyone that's going to do it, it's definitely him. But I am 100% on board with it being Racy McMath. That is the guy I would like for it to be. Um, To me, there's just more upside with him, and I don't know that he would make it to, to be on the practice squad. I think someone would probably end up picking him up uh, just because of the fact of the potential that he's shown so far in camp um, but moving on from the wide receivers because we have talked about them and there's a lot to be talked about there i mean that's one of the very interesting positions right now with the titans um, right
1: now though and i mean pretty much everyone is probably saying this we know five guys the titans are yeah gonna I, have. Yeah, yeah
0: i agree um so moving on from the wide receivers uh before we get away from the open practice one last thing that I'd like to talk about I know you posted a video of it on our Twitter and then I've also seen it from a couple of other people uh Dylan Raidens Raidens How how do you say it Raidens 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 Dylan Raidens Mhm not so, so fun when you're on the other Are end. you sure it's not Raydoons
1: It's R A and Radians.
0: I, I think that's just a difference in my no in no, no, my no 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 accent and voice inflection that, that don't, makes don't. it. Sound. <laughs> Anyways, Dylan Radians. Um, after practice, get in some extra work. Um, so what I mean, what all did you see from him throughout the practice, and then talk about why it's so significant that he's staying after and putting that work in.
1: So, throughout the practice, which, again, missed part of the uh, team period. and even Of course,
0: because you're, you're not focused. You're not on task. Um,
1: <laughs> there's a there's a lot going on. This is the first Titans open practice I'm getting to go to. I was overwhelmed, okay? I, I go, really meant go, to go to
0: the one last year. Cut um, me some slack. And it, it ended up, it was because they were doing a concert with the one last year. And it ended they, up.
1: they had an open practice last no, year? No, I'm
0: sorry, the year before last. The year before last. They were doing a <laughs> concert. With the open practice, it started raining and I didn't want to go. I thought they were going to cancel it. Right. But they still had the practice, still had the concert. So I. I in- well,
1: I mean, think about this, really. Game. If it's raining, do they still play the game?
0: Yes. But okay, I just assume. So if, it,
1: if it's raining for a practice more than likely they're still going to practice. I just
0: assumed with it being the open practice and them having the concert after, they would they would just cancel everything that was going on, probably just have a normal practice that day, reschedule it. I don't know. I, it was the first time I'd ever thought about going to one of these things. In hindsight, wish I would have went, but I didn't make it.
1: But anyway, I seen him in the uh, position group drills, and he looked like he was doing pretty good. I mean, in my opinion, which I'm not a professional offensive line coach and don't know the technique and all that but he's looking good and it's just so important that he's staying and getting those extra reps in you know just it's like it's mental reps for him because no one else is out there he's got his jersey off got his helmet off and he's just he's working on that technique you know getting his steps down getting his steps down he'll do it take a minute reset do it again So it's just getting that muscle memory down of, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And it's such a breath of fresh air compared to what we had last year or didn't have, I guess I should say, because you see this guy going out there and putting this work in and you love to see it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially with what with what we had last year. Um, which obviously ended up putting us into the position where the Titans had to draft Dylan Raidens, Um, and now, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I just feel like things would have been obviously so much different if they, if it didn't go the way that it did last year. But I'm, 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 I'm almost glad that it happened the way that it did because uh, well, out and- of it, we got a player that is one of those guys that will stay after him, put that extra work in. Because I don't feel like he's fighting for a roster spot. He's doing that in order to be able to contribute this season. He's doing that to, in order to win a starting spot. He's not just doing that to secure a paycheck and make the team.
1: Right, and Tic Tac Titans on Twitter put out a good video of a film breakdown of the game against the Falcons. And when Raiden's got moved out to the right tackle spot, and there was the video that I seen today that he had put out. He didn't put it out today, but he, it kind of popped up on our feed. And Raiden's blocks the defensive end. He's pushing him, and there's a blitz that comes off that same side, and he catches it out of the corner of his eye, and he's able to kind of push the defensive end and still get out to get a hand on that blitzer, and give Logan Woodside time to be able to deliver the pass. So just his agility and speed to be able to see that and correct to it and keep his quarterback up clean in the pocket and allow him to make the pass.
0: And I mean, it's just little things like that that is really going to make him, in my opinion, a guy that is with the team long-term and probably at least a decent offensive lineman there at right tackle. Hopefully that's the, the position that he can fill and stay in long term um and that that's that was a good thing in that preseason game for him to be able to do that because staying upright is not something that logan woodside was able to do a whole lot of especially early on in the game i mean he 100 percent did not have as good of offensive line play as matt barkley
1: well and more of the offensive line troubles for logan woodside come from the middle of the line yeah with one of the and I believe it's the center. The, the that third actually,
0: string center. That actually Daniel, got released. Daniel Munyers, I believe is what his name is. And um, honestly, he Just, was he was There terrible.
1: was there was no blitz pickup coming up the middle. And it did not pay off well for Logan Woodside because he took a couple of shots.
0: I didn't see where he had been cut. Um,
1: I, I could be thinking about the wrong one.
0: But if he did, he absolutely deserved to be cut because he did not play well in that game whatsoever. Um <clears throat> But moving on, anyways, to now the joint practice today between the Buccaneers and the Titans. I want to start with talking about Elijah Molden because
1: right so, quick before we uh, jump to that, okay, whatever you just uh, no. you
0: just take your time and talk about whatever <laughs> you want to talk about, and I then just, we'll continue. I want on.
1: to throw out one more thing from open practice. Seeing, um, you know, it wasn't really where they were going hard in like eleven on eleven, but AJ Brown was out there and got to see him and Caleb Farley. Line up a little bit, and out there running around. AJ, you know, got him turned around a little bit. But Farley's recovery speed is just insane, and we'll jump into that more for this Tampa Bay. Yeah, there are practice. a couple a
0: couple of things that we'll attribute to that from the Tampa Bay practice. Uh, but I do want to mention before we before we get into Farley Elijah Molden mm-hmm. and. I mean, you can say whatever you want about it. It's a joint practice, you know, whatever. You can also say whatever you want to about Tom Brady. You can, I mean, if you don't feel like he's, which I'm not talking specifically to you, but if you don't feel like he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, not the greatest quarterback of all time, whatever, still. Elijah Molden intercepted Tom Brady today at their joint practice. As a rookie, the only one. As a rookie, it was... That has to feel so amazing.
1: I mean, Tom Brady gave the Titans defense credit after the joint practice. Got to wonder how much he was really meaning it, though, considering, and uh, I can't think of what it was on, uh, you know, where they're like sitting around the barbershop talking and everything. And he said, pretty much said in that 90% of what I tell the media is a lie. Like, I don't believe it about my opponents you know i guess to overhype them or something like that but you also have to wonder if that's some mind games if you're like okay he's lying about that or wait is he lying about that (laughs) you get what i'm where i'm going with that but even with the titans regular practices where their offense is just going against their defense ryan tannehill has been throwing a lot of picks the backup quarterbacks have been throwing a lot of picks the defense is flying around and you're like Okay, is this just because they know the offense, they know these guys, but then they go out against Tampa Bay in this joint practice? You have three guys pick off Tom Brady, then Blaine Gabbard, I think, throws an interception or two. So this defense is still flying around, getting their hands on the ball, and at least, and even if they're not intercepting it, they're breaking passes up. And a lot of people are saying, okay, with this defense, you can tell a difference from last year. Guys are communicating better. They know where they need to be and they're flying around just making plays and getting their hands on the ball. And Molden's pick come in a 1-on-1. I can't remember which receiver it was against for the Buccaneers. Well,
0: and that's why it was I, that's why it was so impressive to me. Um because in those 1-on-1s, it seems like always the wide receiver has the upper hand and they do. Right. Um the, that was one of the things about Des Fitzpatrick is that in these one-on-ones, he struggles to separate from the defensive backs. I mean, whoever is going against Des Fitzpatrick in one-on-ones, they always look good. And at some point, you have to stop saying, okay, these defensive backs are looking good, and say, okay, every time someone goes against Des Fitzpatrick, they look really good. Um, something's not right here. So in this drill where... The wide receivers have the upper hand. I mean, if the defensive backs can just honestly break up a couple of them out of this drill, that's considered pretty good. I mean, We're at. if the wide receivers are not getting separation, it's like you are not doing your job because you should be. Um, anyways, that was that's my thing with him is that in a drill where he is supposed to have the upper hand, he still can't create separation. But with Elijah Molden, I mean... He's supposed to be the underdog in this drill. He They're supposed to create separation, catch the ball, and he is still able to recover and pick it off. I believe it was just like a, a crossing route. Yeah. And it, he was able to just recover, pick it off. I thought it was really impressive, um, and that's why I wanted to mention him uh, as far as out of the guys that picked off Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was impressive, and I have seen a couple people talk about it a little bit and be like, okay – He's probably getting a flag on that because you can see a couple times he does grab the jersey a little bit. But I think a lot of that is going to depend on how the refs are calling the game. Yep. Because there's times where they let players play. Yep. You know, they let them get physical and everything else. And I thought it was just good physical coverage. I on, mean, that's the way that on, I felt about it. Um, and he undercut the route, picked it off, and like you said, even though it's a practice yes we're talking about practice he he picked off tom brady
0: it's tom brady
1: right like, and uh. i do want to jump into the other guys because this is in actual team periods where you have the 11 on 11 and their offense is going against our defense you have a hooker who had an interception and i believe what happened on that one is brady was standing back there And I think the um, pass rush clock was kind of running down because obviously they're not going to let them hit these quarterbacks in practices. But what would have been a sack, Brady got the ball out quick, threw it a little too high for Gronk, who apparently wasn't really that open. And Amani Hooker made a great catch from what I've been hearing The ball was just like inches from the ground, and he was able to get his hands under it and scoop it and bring it to his chest and left no doubt that it was a clear interception. And then the other interception, Brady was going to Gronk again, and it was a little high, even for Gronk. Gronk's hand hit it, and it fell just like a punt into Jackrabbit Jenkins' hands, and he took off down the sidelines with it. Originally, I think it was reported that Caleb Farley had got the pick but from watching a couple of other things, they said okay from where we were at there were a lot of players over there you couldn't really see who it was but they were able to narrow it down and figure out that it was jackrabbit
0: right um is there anything else from the open practice that that or from the joint practice I'm sorry. That you wanted to discuss before we get into the players that it's, this next game is going to be the most. Important oh yeah,
1: there's there's a lot of things. I'm not sure if you've seen Caleb Farley in the one on ones, but first want to mention that I hope Monty Rice is okay because he went down with an injury in right. the practice and had to be carted back to the facility, which you know he he walked off the field, you know limping, and then had to be carted off so maybe that was just to keep him from having to walk to however far the facility was away right. from there. But hopefully he's okay. We know with Rabel, we're not going to find out anything about this injury. So exactly. We'll just have to wait the next couple days and see if maybe he ends up getting put on IR or something like that. But Caleb Farley, he had some one really good rip today. He got beat on a slant route, I think, by Mike Evans. It, I think that's who it was. I could be wrong. But, I don't know, it's just so weird. And this is another way you can see his recovery speed. Because, it I'm just going to say the receiver, since I'm not 100% sure if it was Evans, kind of drives him upfield and then cuts in. Well, Farley had already you know, turned his hips to go with him upfield. So when he cut in, he kind of went behind Farley. And Farley just completely spun around and was right back on him right as the ball got there. The receiver just got his hands on it was able to hold on to it. Farley did get beat on a deep route by Chris Godwin, and Godwin ran it into the end zone. But then coming back on a similar route, he broke up a pass intended for Mike Evans. And, you know, some people I did see where someone mentioned was Carlin calling out Farley like, "Okay, you can't, you, know, you can't hug him in the NFL because you know he kind of wraps his arms back around Evans." But if you really watch that, there could be a flag thrown for several different things because when Evans goes to right before his jump, he kind of pushes off on Farley. Farley got beat on the release, and again, just his recovery speed and how fast he is was able to get back in front of Evans. And you see Evans give a little shove. Farley kind of goes down a little bit, and that's when he brings his arms up. But then he's able to adjust, get his arm up, knock the pass away. So, I mean, if he keeps improving, because you got to think, he hasn't really played since 2019. I know. I mean, that's the scary thing is once he gets back in that rhythm, Oh, my gosh.
0: I mean, you're talking to me like I'm not (laughs) the guy that said before the draft that this is the guy they have to go with. Just
1: saying. Uh, I'll give that to you.
0: Just saying. I mean, Farley has had his ups and downs so far in camp, and even in this joint practice, definitely ups and downs. But ultimately, there's so much potential there, and he's going to be a great cornerback.
1: I, I believe so, too. And just to mention another cornerback, Christian Fulton apparently had a good pass breakup or two, and even Jayon Brown got in on breaking the passes up. A Brady pass to Gronk in the corner of the end zone, and apparently it was really good coverage by Jayon Brown. He was able to knock it away.
0: Um, I I was definitely impressed by the defense, uh, and especially all of the comments uh, aside from Tom Brady that were made about the defense. I definitely think it's going to be improved from last season. Uh, I'm pretty sure of that now from – the amount of uh, just the sample size that we have now. Well, it's
1: just good to, because it's one thing to see the defense flying around against second and third stringers in the first preseason game against the Falcons. And then knowing that in the next preseason game, you're probably not going to see our starters versus their starters on offense. But in this joint practice, we are seeing that and hearing about that and just hearing how the defense is flying around and making plays, even if they are giving up some stuff, they're coming back, adjusting, and everyone's communicating well, and it's just making all the difference in the world.
0: Um. So is there anything else now from the joint practice that, that there is to discuss? If not, I'll, I'd like to get into the the guys that this game, two from offense again, two from defense, is most important for because I've I think that I think I have an awesome one.
1: All right, a uh, couple more things. Just jumping over to the offensive side, mention Rodgers having a touchdown. Uh, I think Marcus Johnson had a couple touchdown catches from Ryan Tannehill as well, and apparently the Titans' offense was doing better passing the ball against this Buccaneers defense, but running the ball, there just was not much there for them. So just wanted to throw that out there right quick. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into the guys that this game is the most important for.
0: And and on what you were saying, I'm not worried about that, especially with the running game, Uh, but because once Derrick Henry gets out there and things are clicking with the offensive line, it, it's not going to matter. I mean, there's not going to be any problems with the running game. I mean, I'm sure you agree.
1: I think we'll be alright. I mean, um, worst comes to worst, we won't face Tampa until Super Bowl. Yeah,
0: that, that's true. Um, so I don't have any worries about the – I don't have any worries about the offense in general. Um, but let's get to the guys that the game is most important for. Um, offensively, and I, I I think that this is just a gimme, Des Fitzpatrick. I want to just <laughs> – just a little bit more, I want to emphasize how much in trouble I feel like he is. Because out of fourth-round picks – um, I, I heard this uh, on the football and other f words podcast from uh, i can't, I can't remember which one of the guys on there actually it was that said this um but they mentioned that 8.9 percent of fourth round picks end up being cut I mean that's a decent amount it's not unheard of for a fourth round pick to end up being cut. How many though have been cut before? the final cut down to the 53 man roster i don't know i'm assuming it's a lot less des fitzpatrick i feel is in danger of being cut even before the final cut down to the 53 man roster i think this is a crucial game for him if he does not come out and show something i think he is in serious deep trouble
1: all right so we're going to offense first since you went there I'm not just going to give one player right now. I'm going to give a group. And that is all the guys competing for the backup running back position. Yeah. Because right now with Darrington Evans hurt, we don't know how long he's out for. This is a chance for one of those guys to go out there and show the coaches something to make the coach say, okay, while, while Evans is out, this is our clear cut number two right now and maybe if the titans decide to keep three running backs you know hey that's where you get your spot on this team because you could be number two right now and when darrington evans comes back you could be competing with him for right. you know how many snaps y'all get how many plays so i think that's who this game is going to be very important for because you have jeremy mcnichols you have uh brian hill and i think those are and there's even another rookie in there. The rookie. I liked the rookie. I like the rookie during the Atlanta game. I, I'm trying to think of his name. I'm blanking on it right now.
0: But he looked, I, yeah, I am too. I can't remember what it
1: is. He looked pretty good, and I think he maybe actually led all rushers he did. for the Titans. So he's another guy that could sneak in to that spot. And that's why I'm just going with that group as a whole, because I don't think there's a, with Evans being hurt, I don't think there's a clear-cut guy right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And and to keep on with the trend of backups here, um, Logan Woodside. Uh, He needs to separate himself from Matt Barkley here. Uh, I, I feel like with the last game, they sort of looked almost even just because of the fact that when Logan Woodside was in, he hardly had any time to throw the ball um so if he can get a little bit better offensive line play this time it's going to be crucial for him to really separate himself from matt barkley and show that he's the dude that needs to be the backup and
1: you know on that point when he was getting blitzed i mean you got you got to give it to him for the most part he was getting the ball out to an open yeah, guy yeah so he was making that quick decision. Um, all right, we'll uh keep going on the offensive side. This will be the last one on offense for both of us before we switch it up and go back to the defense. Uh this one is a little bit tough for me. Hmm. I'm actually gonna go with racy McMath.
0: Because
1: <laughs> like we said, after the top five receivers, you still have like three receivers competing for that six spot if the titans decide to keep six so he needs to go out and show something this game make some plays and maybe he can find a way to secure that number six spot and you know it just with as impressive as mason kenzie has been i'm not going to say for sure that he has a slight edge because again the titans are going for bigger guys when you get down to that six receiver spot, you're looking for a guy that can, is probably going to be more of a special teams guy, too. So if Mason Kenzie's not back there returning punts or kickoffs because Chester Rogers is doing it, that makes it a little bit harder for him to make the team, I feel like. So this could be Racy's chance to go out there and shine.
0: I 100% agree with that. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, the I,
1: whoa, 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 I want to go first on defense. Okay. Okay. If, If Caleb Farley is able to get out there...
0: Oh, it's huge.
1: I think this is what he needs. He needs these in-game reps. And because that could just help out his mental, too. And making sure he's physically, he's ready to go, everything else. And I don't... I'm guessing he's been out there in 11-on-11 when they're playing. So let's see him out there on the field. And who knows... Vrabel may still keep him out this game but apparently farley is just itching to get out there he wants to be out there
0: um other than farley i am gonna say that it's it's pretty big for david long i feel like because last game he was getting a lot of opportunities on third downs. um you know a, a lot of opportunities in passing situations Um, And I feel like if he can continue to do well in those situations, that's going to be a role that he can really carve out for himself, even in the regular season as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, going back to the Falcons game, that interception he had, I mean, he skied up for it. And that's been a knock on him is his pass coverage. So that's pretty good. My second guy for the defense, I'm going to stick with corners, and I'm going to go with Elijah Molden. Because he didn't play. What else
0: does he have to do? I mean, he picked off Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> he didn't get to play in the first preseason game. So let's see him out there in, you know, a game. Kind of yeah. like with kind of like with Farley. Just get him out there where it's a game. Even though the preseason don't matter, it kind of matters right now for guys wanting to make an impression and show, hey, I belong on this team.
0: Right. Um, lastly, I'm going to mention anyone that is competing with Rashad Weaver. <laughs> because he is an absolute monster and, and
1: all we can hope for is that all the legal stuff works out that he didn't actually do what they're saying he did and that he can still be on this team.
0: Yes. Um I agree 100%. I mean because
1: the dude is a monster.
0: He is an absolute monster. Um he is exciting to watch.
1: He's what we need right now for depth at the Yes
0: edge rush. I agree, Um, and I I think anyone that is competing with him for a spot, it's important. You need to get out, and you need to look exactly the way that he looked in the game against the Falcons. And I'm
1: excited to see if he's able to keep up that dominance, because Vrabel, you know, did come out and say after the last game, uh, there's still some things he can work on, pad height, stuff like that. So just to see him keep improving, uh, that that's what I hope for.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, other than that, I'm just interested to see if, if we see a little bit more action from some of the starters. Um, I hope so. I'd like to get to see a little bit more of the team, see how they're playing. Um, but if not, I obviously would understand why they would do that. So, I, honestly, I'm just uh, – I'm ready for – I'm just ready to see some more of this team because it was interesting against the Falcons but at the same time it was a, a little bit of a blowout kind of boring um, slow paced for sure and uh, I, just, I just hope we see a lot more exciting um, some more scoring even though you know obviously I don't want our defense to be getting to, to be getting worked but
1: well I want to see our defense go out there and dominate again. I mean, that's just, that's my opinion on it. Even if it is against second or third stringers, I want to see this defense continue to fly around and make it tough on teams. And going back to one more thing from the joint practice today, Kevin Byard said that, and this was mentioned by several reporters too, the pace that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense was going at, they, I mean, they were going quick, which we need to see how our defense does against that. And I'm ha- glad for these joint practices with this Buccaneers offense that is going quick like that because there's going to be other teams that do that mm-hmm. or situations where other teams do that. So how ready is your defense? How good can they communicate and make sure that they're not, okay, you need to you know, man coverage and this guy thinks it's a zone and drops back and a guy's wide open. You, you need to be able to communicate quick and make sure all the right calls are made.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, is there anything else that you want to hit on before we close the show?
1: I don't think I have anything else.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Titan's Time, and as always, Totten up.